This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to this Muslim Girl podcast. This is Noor and with me I have Yasmin Sheikha. Um, from She Speaks Diversity and a few days ago we actually went on um, Instagram and we asked everyone to send us some questions about two different topics. So part one, which is going to be on my podcast about the hijab, um, is what we're going to dive into right now and kind of go through those questions and discussion points. And then part two, inshallah, will be on Yasmin's podcast um, talking about female empowerment or women empowerment, correct? Yes. Awesome. And then do you want to just let everyone know where they can find your podcast? I'm not sure what platforms you have them on. Yeah. So I'm on Spotify. I'm on my blog, She Speaks Diversity, and I'm also on SoundCloud. Perfect. So make sure you look out for part two. They probably will be on at the same time. So if you're listening to this, you could probably hop on and listen to the other one at any point or after this as well. So you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. I've been so excited. I know. I was actually really surprised with all the questions that came through. And I kind of assumed that hijab would be kind of a hot topic or something that a lot of people would have a lot of questions on. But some of them were kind of repetitive. So I'll kind of group those together. But let's just jump right in. The first one um, is someone asked, what are our thoughts on the age a lot of girls start wearing hijab? Um, 10 or 11 years old, is that okay? And is it truly their choice at that age? So I think this person's basically asking, um, what do we think is the correct age? And if we think that someone who wears it at 10, 11, is it truly their choice at that age when they want to put it on? Well, Islamically speaking, a a woman should wear the hijab when she starts her menstrual cycle. But, you know, it's not always that way. And that's not a that's really not that big of a problem to me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've no, I've, okay. I went to school with girls that wore the hijab when they were like nine. And when I even asked them, I remember being nine years old and asking them like, you know, did you wear it because you wanted to? Mm -hmm. And they would say like, yeah, I I wanted to wear it. And there was actually this one instance when I was in high school and there was a girl that I went to school with since she was like nine and I was like 10. And I remember I asked her, I was like, you've been wearing the hijab for so long. You know, like, when did you wear it? And she's like, yeah, like when I was nine. And I was like, really? Like, did you really want to wear it? She was like, yeah, like my parents thought I was kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're going to take it off tomorrow. And she never took it off. So, I mean, I feel like hijab is a personal choice and that people really shouldn't worry too much about when others decide to wear it and kind of just worry about themselves, you know? I agree. I think that, for example... For me personally, I mean, I was expected to wear it at a certain age, right? And and I'll be honest, from my context or like from my own perspective, um, it was like an expectation culturally. That was my understanding at least. And it wasn't, I didn't have the Islamic knowledge really growing up about the hijab. But I have nieces who do. 
and they've chosen to wear it when they were young. My younger sister chose to wear it when she was young. I didn't start wearing it until I was in high school. So obviously I was past the puberty age, but, and I was like on and off with it. My thing is with hijab is I understand that people say that, is it really a choice when someone is nine years old? And you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe a lot of people make the choice at nine and then when they're 17, 21, 30, they decide it wasn't the right choice for them. Um, and vice versa. Maybe some people chose not to wear it at a young age or fought for, you know, fought to not wear it. And then once they reached a certain age, then, you know, they decided that they wanted to wear it. To each their own and everyone has their own journey with hijab. My only thing about that question or when people ask about hijab is, do we ask these type of questions about everything else that young girls are exposed to or might make choices in at that age? Because I feel like people tend to put a lot of attention on hijab. And I don't know if it's because it's already a hot topic and it's kind of like a hit or miss with people. Like some people obviously really love it and some people don't. And I'm talking about even within the Muslim Arab community. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and so my thing is, is like, why is there so much attention put on hijab and whether it's a choice at a young age or not? But then a girl wearing shorts isn't or a girl wearing makeup isn't. And, you know, I think every parent is going to handle that situation that they would with anything else. Are they open to their daughter wearing makeup at a young age? Do they think that their daughter understands what makeup means and how that's going to, what kind of implications that's going to have on her growing up in terms of like her self-esteem and how she feels about herself? So I get it. I just think that we don't really ask these questions about anything else. And I don't understand why the hijab is like there's so much attention put onto it. It's a great question. I'm so glad that someone asked it. But I just think that if a 10-year-old girl says she wants to wear the hijab, like let her wear the hijab. Like I don't see a problem with it. And when she gets older, if she decides she doesn't want to, then that's going to be her choice either way. Now, I do have an issue with people like forcing it upon girls way before their their age of puberty or like not even you know, assisting them through that process of understanding what hijab means and what it means to putting on. And also to understand that hijab is not just the piece of cloth we wear on our head, right? I think you and I both <laughs> can yeah. speak to that. And so I guess that would be my little answer for that question. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, I don't think it should be forced, but I think that if a young girl says that they want to, they you shouldn't hold them back. You know, later on in life, if they decide it's not something they want to do anymore, if they want to take it off, that's their decision. And I just don't think that people should pressure people into putting it on or taking it off because in the end of the day, like you'll die alone and you'll be judged by God alone. Yeah. So I don't see why somebody else's decision to wear the hijab should affect somebody else so hard. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe where some people might maybe, I wouldn't say stop someone from wearing it, but be opposed to, a girl wearing it at a young age is like for safety reasons if like the climate is really and I don't mean like you know the weather but like the political climate and like the social climate is just really anti-muslim and there's a lot of anti-muslim rhetoric and 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 hate being spread then I can understand where some parents or some people might worry or fear for the really young ones who may be really vulnerable to wear hijab and it kind of plants them as a target um but other than that I think in in most cases where that's not the case I think it's okay so next question, or I guess this is a statement. Let me actually read it, and then we'll find out what it really says. So as all far right. as I know, wearing hijab is a must for all Muslims or Muslimat, but I think we don't have the right to judge those who don't wear it, and probably they have some considerations. 
Also, we as fellow Muslim sisters cannot force them. It will be better if we make dua for them, treat them nicely so they will know that we accept our Muslim sisters as who they are um, because maybe Allah will give them guidance through us for, um, I guess she's saying that Allah might guide them because they've had a good experience with or without the hijab towards within their own Muslim sisterhood, if that makes sense. And I think this is um, going back to that specific question where I asked about, is it a choice when a girl takes it off? Because we always say, we tell Westerners and we tell non-Muslims, hijab is a choice. I mean, yes, hijab is an obligation. It's something that's fuddled in, in Islam for men and women. And it just doesn't entail what you wear and what you cover on your body. But um, this was about girls who do take off the hijab and then there's an immediate like kind of attack or there's a backlash towards her for taking it off and so this girl that's what her response was what do you think okay so i i like the statement um i agree with most of it yeah so yeah i think that we shouldn't judge people for not wearing it and you know nobody's perfect but at the same time i do see a lot of girls who do wear the hijab that are like very i don't want to say anti-muslim but like they're they not don't, very hijab <laughs> they're not very hijab yeah <laughs> they're not and i'm not judging i'm just saying that a lot of times girls think that if they wear the hijab like they're almost like a higher almost at like a higher status than yeah. women who don't. And it's sad because, and like you even feel like you might even feel that way if you walk into like a masjid, like a mosque and you don't go there as often. Like I know personally, like if I walk into a mosque and it's been like a couple weeks, I feel like I'll get stared at like, who is she? Why is she here? Yeah. And I feel like it's the same way with the hijab. Like, oh, this girl is going to show up to this place where it's full of hijabis and she doesn't even wear the hijab, like the audacity, you know? Yeah. Or like she must be doing all these bad things because she doesn't wear their hijab. When in reality, like I hate to say it, I know a lot of Muslim girls that don't wear their hijab, but their faith, mashallah, is so strong. And they're so close to putting it on and I'm like rooting for them. But at the same time, I know a lot of girls who wear their hijab and I'm not saying hijabis are bad. I mean, I I wear hijab. I I don't think I'm bad. But I'm saying there, there are girls who wear their hijab that aren't the best example. And there are girls that don't wear the hijab who may actually be a better example and i think too as muslims i feel like we need to like step away from constantly being so surface level first of all step away from being judgmental but also the judgments we pass are very surface level like we look at someone from the outside and we immediately make a judgment and assumptions about who that person is and i think my biggest fear and i think this is someone something that someone else also mentioned is that we don't know sometimes what our actions have or how our actions have an effect on someone or our words where someone might be struggling with their iman or like you said there's girls who don't wear the hijab but they're so like good on their iman and they're close to putting it on it's like we could be that tipping point by we could either support them and get them there if they want to get there or we could be the ones that like completely push them away and it's like do you really want that weight on your shoulders knowing that you push someone away because you judged them or you looked at them differently or you know what I mean? Like everyone has like this arrogance to them. And, and I think that for me, I give 
so much props like mad props to to girls who do not wear hijab but are like super active in their community like have strong faith in iman and like are on their deen and when i mean on their deen i mean like they're joining halaqas they're like increasing their knowledge you can see in their behavior and just the way that people perceive them that they're good women because as a hijabi the hijab does help put you in your place you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if you were tempted to do something, like that little thing in your head, like, no, you don't even fit in. Like, you're hijabi. Like, you can't do this. So I give yeah. so much props to them. And I, and like I said, I completely agree. I think that you can't judge just based off of a piece of clothing, the amount of iman or how good of a Muslim we are. Yeah. And I also think that a hijab shouldn't hold you back from doing something that you think that you can do just because like for me personally um being a hijabi and like going into the media um you know like I get a lot of times like oh like you know hijabis aren't really in the media but I don't I don't like to listen to what people say I've always kind of been like that so based on like what you're saying too I feel like a hijab shouldn't make a person feel like they're held back and that shouldn't be a reason why somebody doesn't wear it as well. Like if you think, oh, I won't get a job or people will stop talking to me, like that shouldn't be a reason why you don't wear the hijab because then those people aren't right to be in your life anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. A hundred percent. Someone said, I think the backlash is sad and they will be rewarded for the time that they wore it anyways. It's better to have put it on than to not have worn it at all. Um, again, this is in reference to someone who might have been wearing it before and then chose to take it off and the backlash. Um, again, I just feel like, I don't know, it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that judgment. And so like whether or not he gives them the credit for when they did wear it or didn't, like all that is based on intentions. Like who are we as humans to know what's in people's intentions? So, I mean, I agree it's better to have worn it than to not at all. And maybe there's a chance that they might put it back on, but. You know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know women who have taken off their hijab before. And, you know, a lot of people's initial reaction is, wow, I can't believe she took it off. But at the end of the day, it's really between her and God. And, like, it's not, it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have so much hatred and so much, like, concern for another person on one decision that they've made just because, you know, maybe you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I just feel like at the end of the day, it's not your problem. So you shouldn't care. But I can understand why somebody might think things like that, but yeah. it shouldn't be like their concern. Yeah. So the next question I think is going to be very good for you to answer, seeing as you're a journalist and a hijabi and in the media. Um, but someone asked how um, our opinions about how young Muslim women don't really participate in sports, except for a very few and that like, the hijab was the excuse, but now Nike has a hijab. Um, I know that you're in media, not in sports. But in general, I think hijabis haven't really found, or it's been very hard to see hijabis find a place in these, you know, kind of different areas that aren't really traditional for hijabis to be in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that kind of goes back to, like, what I said earlier on how you shouldn't let the hijab kind of hold you back. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some people where, like, maybe their parents are, like, a fan of them joining that sport because they wear their hijab and you know it's it's more of like a cultural thing I feel um yeah actually I agree I yeah agree. I feel like it's not really like a Muslim thing or like, like a Aib for your family if yeah a family considers Aib Aib means like um not taboo necessarily but just like not part of the culture yeah, almost upon, like an embarrassment upon. yeah like an embarrassment and so like if your family feels like that would be Aib 
then more than likely it's not about that the hijab is holding you back it's more that your family just doesn't want you at the front line doing that whether it's putting your face on the news or you know playing some type of active sport right and a lot of people think oh like what are they going to say about my daughter if they see her yeah as a cheerleader or like a gymnast or playing soccer you know yeah. like and it shouldn't i i feel like that's all based on the way you were raised um and they like my parents were very supportive about me going to school to be a journalist. Actually, they, they're the ones who pushed me awesome. to do it because I was a little hesitant about it. Um, yeah. You know, not because of their hijab, but because journalism itself is a such is such a competitive field. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I always looked at life as if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Everything mm-hmm. is nasib. Mm-hmm. Everything's written by God. Yes, you control your destiny, but if you work towards something like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer your dot in one way or another and you just have to be patient and work really hard towards what you want yeah and i think too like in terms of like the sports aspect i think those who wanted to get in sports it wasn't necessarily the hijab that stopped them because they did it like you know we see for example if like she did it she became a fencer and this was prior to like nike and now she's you know i think a nike ambassador like you know she models for the hijab but it was, it was, she had her family support and that's what led her to play a sport and to become an Olympian, an Olympian. Um, the hijab was kind of like after the fact, I feel like she was one of those key parts that kind of led to Nike making the decision and seeing that there was a need for an athletic hijab for women to wear that was breathable and that they could sweat in and, and, you know, play yeah. in sport. So, um, I, I would say that with that issue, it's probably more so culture and more so that the idea of Muslim women being in sports, especially because most sports, really women have only recently broken into the quote unquote male industry, right? Because sports was predominantly, you know, a male uh, dominant industry. And so if women are barely getting into it or like have in the past, I don't know, 40 years or whatever, um, then Muslim women are kind of like still tracking a little bit behind. Okay, so the next kind of question comment coming that came in, um, it's kind of touching on the subject that we're moving towards. I'm trying to cluster all of those together so that we're not bouncing back and forth on the same topic. But um, basically she's saying how we compare someone who takes the hijab after building a huge platform and like marketing I mean, profiting from it versus the local girl who takes it off and doesn't have much influence. So she, she'd love to hear some discussion about um, that, like how we see the difference, or maybe how the how the impact would be different. For example, your the girl that you went to Sunday school with, you know, when you were like ten, versus obviously we know many girls on social media platforms that have recently taken it off. How that's different. Right. Okay. So with hijab and women who are like more known in the media or maybe on Instagram or like social media itself, um, I feel as though those women have not a duty, but like you, okay, you are a representative of Islam. Okay. No, in no way, shape or form are you supposed to be perfect. But if you are going to wear the hijab, and be a representative of Islam and let everybody know, you know, like, I'm a Muslim woman. I feel as though you should respect their hijab in a certain way. Now, I'm not saying that to, like, bash on women who are, like, 
more popular on social media. Let me explain like what I mean. I'm saying when I see like a woman wearing a hijab, but then she's got like a tank top on or like shorts on right. or, you know, you're, you're giving a misrepresentation of what the hijab is. And I'm not judging you. I'm saying, you know, there are people who look at you and they're getting the wrong idea of what hijab is. And then when they look at other women who dress a little bit more modestly, maybe they wear an abaya, they'll think, well, that's an extremist. Like that's, you know, like she's probably like a terrorist or something because this person, so-and-so wears it this way. And that's probably the right way because so many people look up to her. So many Muslim women look up to her. And I'm not trying to say, oh, well, you should be this way because you're, you know, you should be like perfect because you're in the spotlight. No, what I'm saying is, you know, you need to respect the hijab in a certain way. Now, I don't want to name drop, but there is somebody specifically on Instagram where every time I see her post, who's like a bigger person, I, I'm i not like judgmental, but I am somewhat disappointed in some of her actions because, like I said, it's a misrepresentation of what, you know, a Muslim woman should do or how they should dress. And there really isn't, so to say, a set manner that a Muslim woman needs to follow. You know, and if uh, if somebody chooses to take off the hijab, who who is, you know, bigger in the spotlight, you know, on social media and whatnot, I don't think that that should be anybody else's concern. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, if a woman chooses to take off her hijab, that's her decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not judging her. But I think that at the end of the day, if you're going to act in a certain way, you need to remember that you have followers that are non-Muslims who look up to you, who think that this is the way Islam is. And by you acting one way will misrepresent Muslims who act another way. Mm-hmm. I'm so there's, trying that, to- there's that responsibility that they have to recognize. Do you feel like, what do you think of girls who do have a platform and do wear what we obviously view as hijabis, we understand it as hijab, but they don't use the term, like they're strategic and they understand that they are not hijab and they say, I'm not a hijabi. I'm a modest, um, you know, uh, fashion trendsetter or whatever, but they don't use the title Muslim or hijabi or whatever, like in the sense of like their platform and and their brand, I guess you could say. So they don't identify as Muslim? No, they, they, no they do. But like I'm talking about their brand and their presence online. It's not based. So, so there's hijabis that like they're brand is like pretty much solely based on the fact that they're this hijabi girl right it's based off the hijab it's about lifestyle it's about fashion um it's about it could be working out as a hijabi but there's certain girls that do the fashion you know um route or the like whatever brand that they have but they just happen to be someone who wears a turban or dresses modest they're muslim we know they're muslim but that's not like at the center line if that makes sense no i mean i don't see anything wrong with that um I mean, you're not like doing anything saying like, oh, I hate like I hate the way the hijab is worn this way. So I wear it like this. It's I don't think it's so to say a bad thing. I mean, sometimes I'll wear a turban like. No, I I guess my question is like, do you feel the same way towards those girls? Because you said that they have a responsibility. And so when they wear hijab or are dressed modest, but then they're taking actions that are not. And then you're like, well, we're confusing people because and. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this is kind of what I got from your response was when people view this, they're not certain, like, is this the Islamic way of dressing? And then they they see the abaya and they think that that's very um, like an extreme version of it. But what if they don't identify? Because that's, I think, the kind of been the defense of some girls is I've never identified as a hijabi or never put myself out there as like a hijabi star or whatever it is. 
So Well, I mean, if you wear the scarf on your head and you identify as a Muslim, I mean, I think you're a hijabi in my eyes. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think that there should be any type of special treatment like, oh, one day I'm going to wear it because it matches my outfit. And then the next day I'm not because yeah. it doesn't. So, you so, know, I, uh -huh. so to I play just devil's agree. advocate, though, what if their thing is, is like, I want to have a platform to talk about fashion or beauty, but I just happen to be a hijabi. I happen to be someone who wants to dress modest in the Western sense, right? So if you look at some of these girls, most people through a Western lens are like, these girls are super modest. Like they're wearing quarter length sleeves or long sleeves. They're wearing pants up to their ankles. Um, you know, their hair barely shows like that's super modest from the Western lens. But obviously from a Muslim lens or maybe an Arab Middle Eastern um, viewpoint, we look at that and we're like, oh, they're like slowly their hijab is coming off or whatever the comments that are being made, right? So right. what if they are just that and they want to create something? Do they by default have to, and there's some people that will say yes to this, do they by default have to respect the fact that they are hijabis regardless if they want to identify or not, but they represent it and so that has to somehow play a part in their their brand or, you know, their social media presence. I mean, I think that if a girl is going to build a social media presence, you know, maybe maybe your social media is popping because you're like you have a great sense of style and or maybe you write or maybe, you know, maybe you do something really cool and yeah. people like it. So, so I don't think that like it should be an issue with like wearing their hijab. I don't think that the way a woman wears their hijab is the problem. I think what the problem is, is the misrepresentation of their hijab. Yeah. And so to say some women wear it, but they don't wear it with the right intention. Mm -hmm. And it not only does it confuse people, it also makes people, you know, second guess Islam itself. Mm -hmm. Like, well, am I like, am I dressing too modest or am I not dressing modest enough? And, I don't think that, okay, I don't think that it's like, oh, they have to dress this way and they have to look this way. But I think of it more so as, you know, it would be better if you did because you'd represent us better. Um, I think it's amazing to see Muslim women, you know, regardless of like their iman. I think it's amazing to see them doing like thriving in the media yeah. or on Instagram or wherever you may be like, you know, doing it well. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. 
May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. For me, it's kind of like I'm always torn between like, yeah, you do have a sense of responsibility and whether you choose to identify as a hijabi or not formally, you know, you wear a hijabi or a hijabi and that's going to be tied to your identity regardless, right? So like even you as a journalist, you might want to just go into the field and be like, I just want to be a journalist like everyone else. But guess what? You're always going to be seen as like a hijabi journalist, right? Like you don't get the luxury of like letting go of that title when it suits you to benefit you. Um, So I don't really know if anyone really has that luxury, whether they want to do it for a benefit or not, you know, to not benefit from it. But I'm just, I don't know, like the whole, it's a tricky question. It's very tricky because for me, the whole concept of hijab has always been, it's on a one-to-one basis because I myself had like, a weird interesting relationship with hijab up until I was like an adult and so that in itself to like unfold what that means and like what that looked like would take a really long conversation you would have to sit and like talk to me and like really get to know me to understand that and so I look at that and then I look at people who make certain decisions or what whatever it is about putting on a hijab taking it off wearing it different differently and I'm just like I don't know deep down inside what they're dealing with Um, whether it's like insecurities or struggling within even their, you know, home or who supports them or doesn't support them towards wearing it or not wearing it. Um, I always like to say that, you know, hijab is a choice to put it on and to take it off. And first and foremost, I think that women understand the struggle of hijab, obviously the most, because we have the hijab that's most recognizable by the mass, right, which is the headscarf. Um, but I feel like what people, I I think what upsets me when we talk about hijab, whether it's when we're talking about it with women, with men and women, with Muslims, non-Muslims, it's that like Islam to me is just like, it's a lot of things, right? And it's a lot of beautiful things. And the hijab just happens to be a piece of it for men and women. And obviously the women's is a little bit more specific, and a little bit more identifiable and you know for whatever reason god chose us to be the face of the religion when we walk out when we choose to wear hijab but it is a choice it's fard which means it's it's an obligation but when you just look at the five pillars of islam like just to name the top like three okay so uh you know to not just to believe in the prophet and i mean to believe that there's one god one god and that the prophet is his messenger but to pray five times to give charity and to fast those are obligations. Now, does every Muslim do that? No. Does every hijabi do that? No. no. Why? Because it is still ultimately a choice. Like you have the choice to get up at Fajr to pray, to make wudu, you know, um, and then to get up and pray. But we don't. 
So why is it that we look at the hijab and we judge it in a way where it's a choice, but it can't be a choice like everything else. Like people don't like the word choice because they're like, no, it's not a choice. Like you have to wear it. And it's like, well, you have to pray, but you obviously chose not to because I just saw you like all day and I haven't seen you pray. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know, it just, it makes me a little upset because I don't want women or girls to feel like if they don't wear the hijab, that they're hopeless or that they don't have the opportunity to grow in their iman or that they have to pause in their iman or in their spiritual journey because they're not wearing hijab so therefore there's no progress that can be made and I feel like I have one of my you know best friends who took off the hijab and she and I always always have like the most deepest spiritual conversations and this is someone who's on her own journey and she was kind of more in that I was raised to wear the hijab type of thing. It was never a choice. And she understands the concept of hijab and she wants to wear it. But she's like, I want to be on the spiritual journey first, like figure out who I am before I tie something that I feel like someone else pressured me to put on, if that makes sense. And so, I don't know, I'm kind of going on this long rant, but it just upsets me because I feel like there's there's too much dividing us when it comes to hijab rather than bringing us together. And I don't know how we can change that but that's kind of my response in terms of like just general like girl taking off hijab yeah yeah i mean i don't see like the issue with a girl taking off their hijab like i know a lot of girls that do take off their hijab and let me tell you a secret every girl has at least one moment where she thinks about taking off their hijab it's not like this all the time like no one's like i've been wearing it since i was seven and i've never wanted to take it off like i heart hijab like Like, everybody has their days (laughs) everybody has their days you know like you can't okay yeah I I, like I said I I mentioned that you know like hijabis have that responsibility but you know what like a hijabi has more responsibility than a man when it comes to Islam because if she's wearing the hijab you know she's she's identified as a Muslim so versus like a man you know maybe he doesn't have a beard or maybe he doesn't look Muslim. And he could as pass as like a different race or different just, you know, blend in basically. Right. So I'm not like trying to put a woman down or so or anything. No, and I that mess- wasn't my that wasn't my point with what I was saying. It wasn't it wasn't no, anything I- towards anything you said. It was just like a general kind of commentary on the idea of us talking about hijab and taking it off and like always I don't know, like, sometimes I want to get really deep into the conversation and, like, want to talk about it. And then sometimes I'm like, why? You know what I mean? And I feel like you're kind of struggling with that, too, because I could tell that you want to say certain things. But then you're I know that you, too, are someone who supports a woman's choice to take it off or put it on. Mm -hmm. But we also can't just let everyone like we just can't let everything be like there. We also have a, a responsibility too towards the way people portray our religion you know what i mean and and i don't know it's 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 a complicated subject i feel like we're we kind of have like a similar view but like we don't know how to like yeah we're really struggling with this and i didn't think i was going to be (laughs) yeah i mean i mean if anybody wants to comment and say what their thoughts on this conversation are definitely (laughs) but um yeah and then just to touch base on the like local girl i think that honestly the stress and the backlash is going to be the same. The only difference is, is one girl is going to have to deal with maybe 50 people that know her and that she knows, whereas the social media person might have a million people. But 
she doesn't know everyone you know to her they're just a name on a screen so i think that would be the only difference um someone said you know i respect the right of woman's choice on wearing hijab hijab but i feel like there are some people that are profiting from the hijab market under false pretense if you are hijabi and struggle wearing hijab that's completely fair and i understand that but if you are making money by saying you are hijabi and truthfully you just wear it for blogs i don't agree with that it's a false narrative of who we are of who and what um, our struggles are and it doesn't serve our community especially because the implications are that you believe in the ideas that go along with wearing a hijab Um, and then she said also hijab is not about modesty or protecting yourself from men in my opinion it's about doing what allah asks for the love of allah so she's like we need to define or like reframe you know why we wear hijab is it out of fear of men or is it for the fear of allah and i think when what she means by fear of men is not necessarily like men telling you to wear it but like protecting us from like luring eyes or like danger if that makes sense yeah uh, i think she kind of so, touched base on what we, what we were kind of trying to say right yeah yeah i'd say and and, I, and before you know i let you um respond to that i just want to say that there was a lot of people who brought up that exact example of saying like the social media issue is not so much that someone wants to take it off or not, but it's like you've profited from it for such a long time or like that's what your base was or that's what you were based off of was like the fact that you're a hijabi um, and you went into that market and obviously we know that's such a thriving market now and then once you take it off, it's like you're still profiting from it. I have a response to that, but I'll let you go first before. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Okay, so I don't think, you know, I feel like it goes back to the fact that I mentioned earlier that when a woman puts on their hijab, she's going to have days where she considers taking it off. So I don't think that, you know, women with like all these followers like making a profit because they wear their hijab. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's a perk and that's awesome. Like good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, we see women making money that don't wear their hijab. Do we say anything about them? No. So I don't see that as a problem. You know, a girl can put on their hijab and later she takes it off. I mean, you change as a person. You evolve and maybe your views change and maybe you don't feel like you're in the right portion of your life to be wearing it anymore. I feel like hijab is such an important thing for Muslim women, like an important step in Islam for a Muslim woman and I feel as though I personally I I mean when I put on the hijab I literally woke up one morning and just randomly put it on no um, yeah oh, that's, wow. <laughs> that's a funny story but I won't get into it um <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah like I literally woke up and put it on one morning and my family was shook so I mean I'm I'm personally the only I was the first one to wear the hijab in my family. Like my mother doesn't wear it. Um, My sisters didn't wear it. One of my sisters just recently wore it. So my thing is like if a Muslim woman is to put on the hijab and she chooses to take it off or she puts on the hijab and and as time progresses, she starts wearing it a little bit differently. I don't think that the way a woman wears the hijab and her making a profit off of it should be an issue. I think that, like I said, it's a perk, Yeah, you know? So I, that's my response. I would say that like, it's, it's not the end of the world if somebody makes yeah. because she wears the hijab. Yeah. I think, I think the, I, because so many people brought this up, I would want to know more and maybe have a discussion with them on the understanding of what they mean by that. I mean, I, I get it, 
But at the same time, for me, it's like if I don't like something that I'm consuming via social media, and I know that these people who are quote-unquote social media influencers are profiting from whatever platform that they have, it's like I'm a consumer and I have the will to like unfollow and like just not pay attention, you know? Like right. <laughs> you vote with your money, right? So if I don't like something from a brand, you know, you don't buy from them, you boycott them, you unfollow them, like there's things that you can do. And I know people do that and then they still want to have an opinion on why – you know, it's like, I don't, I guess my question would be to those people like, well, what do you want to happen? Because someone reached a point to where they didn't want to wear the hijab to the point where they wanted to face public scrutiny to take off the hijab. I think right. at that point, it's almost like easier to keep it on, you know? So, but they took it off because they've been struggling with it. Now, do they delete every, like, do they delete their social media because it was once based off of a hijabi persona and now that because it's not? Well, that doesn't really make sense. And, you know, if we do look at examples on social media, like they might have lost some following, but they still have because there's obviously those people that still looked deeper than just like the hijabi part of it. You know what I mean? They still have followers. And if you don't like it, then maybe you unfollowed or you stopped following that person. Right. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, again, I think I'm going to just say this whole time talking about hijab is you know, we can't say it's a choice when you put it on, but not when you take it off. And actually, someone mentioned um, the Dina Tokyo thing, and they just said your thoughts on the backlash. And then like she had this video where she was commenting on her Oh no, I'm sorry, she was reading comments for like 40 minutes straight from one of her videos. And they were so horrible, like disgusting. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I actually had to look into it. And I saw it. Yeah, really bad like attacking her, her family, wishing death and like pain and just like really gruesome things. Exactly. And so I'm just thinking like the fact that she had enough comments to go 45 minutes long out of something that was like, it wasn't like over time. This was like in her, just in her last video, like she was just going through those comments Um, because I think there was a timestamp on like every comment and they were all within like the same um, like couple of hours. But I don't know, man, like that stuff kind of hurts my heart, you know, like, I wonder about the people who are really like hanging on a thin thread when it comes to their dean and when they hear stuff like that or like someone says it to their face. Like you do not fear. Like you're causing so much pain to someone because they took off the hijab not realizing that the pain you're causing them is worse than them taking off the hijab. Like to me it's such hypocrisy. And I think that's why for the majority of like the to- this topic and what people – what's been going on. And I've seen this stuff on YouTube and podcasts and people are talking about it. It's just like I kind of push myself away from it because at the end of the day I'm just kind of like it's just so toxic. Mm-hmm. You know? I understand that hijab is important and I think our representation as Muslim women needs to change. I am very critical of a lot of hijabis that use – inappropriate platforms or use platforms in a way that don't benefit the agenda for Muslim women or let's say Muslim women living in the West, but rather they kind of feed into like the Western agenda of what Western feminism feels or identifies as like the need of the Muslim woman. And yeah, I'll be critical on that stuff because I'm like, you're a hijabi, you're a Muslim woman, and you're not really listening to Muslim women. You're, you know, (sighs) I was gonna say I an think, example, but I don't want to. Actually, I, I think I should. know who the example is, so I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of addressed that example, and I just didn't want to name drop, so I didn't. Well, I don't know if we're 
talking about i don't i don't mind name dropping so i'm gonna name drop okay so my person i'm just kidding oh god <laughs> no i it's not it's not name dropping because this is honestly my, I, this is an opinion that i would have if someone asked me I, right. I don't know if you and i are talking about the same person but for example you know of the platform muslim girl right yeah we're talking about the same person okay. <laughs> so muslim girl fyi didn't know about that platform when i created this podcast two years ago almost two and a half years ago um this is this muslim girl podcast that's muslimgirl.com amani from muslim girl now granted the platform i'm sure has done a lot and raised a lot of awareness about muslim women and it's part of like the the woman's march and all that great stuff but i want to say it was like last year she did an interview with mtv via snapchat and honestly when i watched that i was really upset it was just so annoyed and pissed off because she is someone who has a platform and I know she's pushing or trying to push things for Muslim women like progressivism and like she's self-identifies as a feminist but so when she was interviewed on this like MTV Snapchat platform they were asking her certain questions and they were very inappropriate questions some of them so like one of them for example was like I think it was like asking like do you have sex with the hijab on or something oh and my like, god yeah <laughs> i did not watch this so and I don't know. she was like no but and then the, another one was like do muslims date and she was like yeah we do like that was it was it was the way she responded now granted we all know muslims date like that's people date you're muslim you're mm-hmm. not muslim we know what islam kind of the, the guidelines for that for courtship and all that stuff but like you you're you're a muslim and they're choosing you to speak on something because you're muslim i feel like you need to be careful with your responses so in terms of like the question about the the sex part i would have been upset if someone invited me and gave me those questions because i'd be like are you serious like i have a platform to reach hundreds of thousands of people via the snapchat platform you don't want to ask me about the real issues muslim women are facing you know like representation and you're going to ask me about whether or not we have sex with it on? Like, that's so stupid. Why don't you ask me why I wear the hijab or who I can wear hijab in front of? Or uh, let's say who I can take my hijab off. I can say, well, my husband, my closest like male relatives, and that's pretty much it. That would answer the question of whether or not a Muslim woman would wear hijab when she has sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just such a stupid question. And I was really surprised that she was okay with answering them. And I feel like it was to be cool. And I didn't think it was cool. I just think, like, okay, I personally did not watch the interview, so, like, I don't know what, you know, might have been asked or not. So, but, like, with that question, I think that, you know, if it was me, I probably would have, like, gone crazy. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I would well, be like, this sure is what you they, added me I'm, for. I'm pretty sure that they would have given her a heads up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure she might have known. Um, and there are microaggressions that was... Well, with most journalism, you actually don't know, like, what you're going to be asked beforehand. Yeah. So, like, personally, like, I've interviewed people where, like, they'll be like, well, can I see the questions before you uh, ask them? And I'll be like, well, that's against policy. I can't even tell you what I'm asking. But regardless, like, I think that would have caught you off guard and be like, oh, that's that's a... I feel like I would need a second to, like, process the question. Like, did you really just ask that? I think there's a lot of a lot of ignorance that comes with those kind of questions because it makes you realize like do you not even know much about a muslim woman and like the idea of modesty to even ask a question like that not to say that you can't be modest and talk about sex because there's you know you can talk about sex and there's education on sex and all that stuff but like in the right context and i don't think that was in the right context Mm -hmm. so um 
I know that like she's really big in the media too. Yeah. Um, like she's actually met like celebrities and stuff yeah, yeah, through no, her she, work. Her platform so, is huge. Yeah, she's huge. But I feel like, you know, it's great for you. Like you're doing great things. But I just feel like you need to take a step back from the industry and focus on why you started the blog in the first place. Yeah. Because it started off as a small blog, if I'm correct. And then it just yeah, I'm sure it did. got bigger. Yeah. And then I, I think it's like a lot a lot of times when things happen like that. I just – what my – I guess you can say what really bothers me or what – when I like do have an opinion and when things do upset me about what hijabis do because for the most part I'm like – you know, obviously like if a hijabi's at the club or like drinking alcohol, I'd be like, why are you even wearing the hijab? Like mm-hmm. at that point it's like you could have just went without it. But I'm saying it's like when you pander to – like the western ideals and like western agenda of like the or like the idea of feminism and the idea of what our priorities should be as muslim women and like how what progressivism looks like for us and how do we get to be you know i don't want someone to tell me that i need to look a certain way to get that position you know in the newsroom you know our movement I would hope would be is that like I can stay true to myself as should any woman regardless of what her ethnicity is her religious background her how she identifies um you know her sexual orientation like I don't care you as a woman should be able to come as who you know as you are and not have those barriers or things that cripple you um that don't speak to like your work ethic or like the things that are you know meritocracy the things that actually matter when you know you're trying to do something but rather we're trying to like fit in we're trying to fit in and not really change the status quo to help Mm -hmm. be more acceptable to us if that makes sense yeah no i i totally agree with what you're saying i feel as though there is this sense to want to fit in and to feel pressured to fit in and possibly you know it, it dates back to like kindergarten when they tell you you know if everybody's doing this one thing and you don't feel comfortable with it you don't have to do it like if everybody's gonna jump off a bridge are you gonna go and jump off the bridge yeah like if it goes completely against your morals and your values no and i i i don't i don't blame her for her actions i blame her surroundings i blame the peer pressure i feel as though she went into her blog you know, with the right intent, but I feel, you know, people evolve, people change and you adapt to your surroundings and what she's surrounded by, like, let's be honest, is not the best influence. But at the end of the day, you are your own person. You are your own responsibility as an adult and you should know right from wrong. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with her taking advantage or, you know, um, enjoying the opportunities that she has. Like, I'm not against what you do privately. Like, that's fine. But when you are chosen as, you know, unfortunately, we're like, you know, when a Muslim girl does something and she's recognized, she's like the token Muslim, you know. But when you're chosen specifically to kind of be the voice of the Muslim moment, I feel like you really need to take into consideration the the way you're going to present yourself and present what you're going to say, because it's going to it's going to it's going to end up triggering something with either side right but I would hope that you would lean more towards supporting the side that you originally wanted to support and wanted to uplift which is like you know your Muslim sisters Mm -hmm. um someone said that 
sorry someone said it's like accepting islam you have to do it by your own will it shouldn't be forced by others i think we both agree on that um yeah i personally see no point of hijab if you do not have the acceptance of it in your heart and and by that i don't mean that like you shouldn't wear the hijab if you're like not a good muslim or like not muslim enough but i'm saying like if it's forced to the point where you really do not want to wear it and you're forced to it's to me that's really sad and i feel like it pushes people away um so someone said uh, and this is the last thing i'm gonna read it and then we can have like a, a last minute commentary and closing remarks and then um we can get, jump into your topic for your podcast gotcha um so she said someone said i do have a question I consider myself an open-minded person. If a Muslim girl chooses to wear the hijab, great. And if she isn't ready or she isn't feeling it, it's okay. At least you're open with your opinion. Also, even though it's obligatory and uh, and it's not the foundation or the pillars of Islam. Um, so when a woman takes off her hijab after years of dedication, I'm a bit taken back. So first of all, she says that whether you want to wear it or you don't, she's okay. But I think what she's taking back is when you've chosen to wear it and now you've gone back to taking it off, if that makes sense. Well, I think that goes back to what I said, you know, people evolve and people change over time. Yeah. You know, it's it's saddening to see a woman take off their hijab, but you don't know her reasoning behind it. Nope. You know, you you know, maybe she feels as though she wants to be a better Muslim before she wears it again. Or, you know, I personally struggle. Like, I'm not perfect either. Like, we're, nobody's a perfect Muslim. Yeah. All right. So everybody has their downfalls and their days. Yeah. But I think that a woman taking off the hijab shouldn't affect other people. Like, yes, it's it's saddening. But you know what? At the end of the day, like, it's their choice. And you don't know their reasoning behind it. Yeah. Maybe they want to improve themselves. And I think it's the culture we live in where with with social media, we maybe we don't share so much with people, but people share so much with us and um, right. people with large platforms. So we almost feel like they owe something to us or we know them so well because we see them every single day and we know where what they're doing, what they're eating, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's if someone else if someone else is going to be that influential in my own life, in my dean, then I think that's a reflection upon me and that's something I need to like take a step back and like think about like why is someone who lives I don't know how far away or even within let's just say the, the your same community why is someone who is not me or someone that is important to me having an influence or making me second guess like Dean or you know what I mean or like people say like oh my daughter follows them and I don't want you know she's becoming a bad influence on my daughter it's like you're the greatest influence on your daughter as a mother. You shouldn't worry about what's online. And if you do worry that your daughter's being influenced by that, then maybe you shouldn't allow her or you should monitor the type of things that she's viewing. But regardless, she's going to be exposed to it. And so it's your job then to let, to kind of sit and have those conversations with her and let her know like, these people that are online, they may, they, you know, you might see them and think that you know them, but you don't. And they're real people. And when their phone is turned off, they're dealing with real issues like we are. And at the end of the day, we don't know what's in their homes. We don't know what's in their hearts, but Allah. So if you see someone, don't judge them. Don't think, oh, I can do that too. Or I should do that too, just because they are. Like you need to, people need to learn how to separate their own lives and their own experiences from other people. And just remember like, dude, God is the only judge. Like mm -hmm. God knows what's in our hearts better than we know what's in our own hearts. So how, how right. are we going to try to you know claim something over someone else's right 
Yeah, and I totally agree with you. It's between you and God in the end. Exactly. And so um, she continues on and just saying that she felt let down by, and she named some social media influencers who start out as beautiful hijabis and slowly evolving the hijab and then tying it back and wearing turtlenecks, then turbans, no turtlenecks, bangs, etc. Just kind of, you know, one thing after the other. And then they say, I'm not, I'm a modest model. I'm not a hijabi. Um, and then, or they, you know, fully take it off. And so she said, um, they were our role models in the social media as hijabis, non-Muslims, even Muslim people look at hijabis as backwards or old fashioned. These girls, excuse me. These girls allowed many girls to show our uniqueness and beauty. We are not all one product. We are diverse and have different understandings of style. Again, I would just say, I think, I don't know. Well, I wrote down the term modest model when yeah. you were reading. I don't, I don't like the term. Does that sound <laughs> like an oxymoron to you? Yeah, I just, I'm not, it, I, when we, know, I'm I think, I think when we talk about the word model in the sense of like what we know as like, modeling clothes and like stuff like that because like you know when you're mm. modest you're supposed to t- be modest in your uh, mannerisms as well right and i, I don't right. know if modeling clothing is modest when we talk about behavior or if we talk about hijab because hijab is not just what you wear it's like how you behave so yeah i i think i understand what you mean when you say those two words together is kind of yeah interesting. and i also just dating back to the hijab with the term modest model i I just feel like if you have the hijab on your head and you're dressing modestly and you identify as a Muslim woman, people are going to assume that you are are a hijabi. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe you don't identify as one, but other people are going to see you as one. So I think that if you choose not to identify as a hijabi, maybe you shouldn't wear a scarf on your head and you shouldn't, I mean, dress modestly. Yeah. But like, if you don't want to, like, if you don't identify as a hijabi, maybe a scarf on your head is misleading yeah. and I just don't think that's right it's just so tough honestly for me this conversation is just really hard and I've just always looked at things and just thought everyone's living their life like if she wants right. to be a little bit because this is another thing too when we talk about modesty I think it's a very subjective very relative topic because for example when I go to Yemen okay and I haven't been there in a while but inshallah when I get the opportunity to go back again I will never wear what I wear in the United States. Like, I cannot go with my jeans and my blouse and, you know, my boots to Yemen. In Yemen, I have to wear abaya. Um, And even more so, like, in the village, you have to wear the niqab, which is the the face covering. Because relative to that area, that is what is considered modest. Now, I don't bring that clothes, I don't bring that, you know, type of modesty back with me to the states because i recognize that that's going to give me more attention than not but also the level of modesty that i can have in the states is going to look different you know even depending where i go like if i go to the masjid i'm going to be a little bit more modest than if i'm going out to dinner with my friends or like if i'm going to you know work or whatever it is and so Mm. modesty is like it's such a relative thing so i'm like maybe for some people these people online that is modesty to them. And what if the measurement of modesty that God like judges them on is different than mine and yours? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And so that's why I'm just always I don't I don't put a lot of effort or a lot of time thinking about these kind of things, which this podcast was a challenge for me. And why I wanted to talk about it is because I've always taken the route of just like, well, everyone has a choice. And 
I'm not going to, I don't want to waste my time trying to figure out why someone is or isn't because again, like, you know, you brought up the, the hijab and the scarf. It's like, well, should you be wearing a scarf if you don't want to identify? That's such a conflicting thing to me, right? Because it's like, yeah, like you're wearing a hijab, but then you're saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I've never labeled myself as a hijabi or that's not how I um, perceive myself or whatever. And it's like, well, then why are you wearing a hijab, you know? But then, right. then there's those people that say, well, then just take it off. Don't wear the hijab. And it's like, do we want to be, I know that's not what we're saying, but that's what, it's how aggressive. People, that's, that's the aggressive perspective that people have. It's like, well, if you're not considered a hijabi and you don't want to be a hijabi, then stop wearing it. Like mm-hmm. leave it to the people who wear it for its purpose or, and even the purpose, like, I think everyone has a different interpretation of what that purpose is. Right. Oh, so complicated. It's it's a very complicated subject. And I'm, I'm like sure, like, I'm losing my breath talking about it. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure, like, people will even listen to this and, like, you know, they'll probably disagree with some things that, like, maybe I said or you said. Girl, and, I think we're yeah. going to listen to this and disagree with some things that we said because we'll probably be, oh. be like, what were we meaning by that? Yeah. I don't know. It's I just, fine. This it's is, like – you know, the, the the beauty about these type of platforms like podcasts and stuff is like, okay, we, you know, we have the freedom of speech and we can talk about things and we can be really raw. But I think I'm open. Like if someone catches me say something and they don't agree with it, like, yo, message me. Like message Yasmeen. Uh, she speaks diversity on Instagram. Like hit her up. If there's something that you don't agree with her or I, like let's have a conversation. Like the worst right. that could happen is that we share information and someone maybe learns something. But yeah, I don't know. This was pretty... Or you'll better understand the opposite perspective, which is never a bad thing. Yeah. And I know like there's people who said like actually someone sent me a message and they're like, I don't think that there should be discussion about hijab anyway, because I think that's between a woman and God and it's not up for discussion by other people. And it's like it's not necessarily that we're judging or saying what people should or shouldn't do, but it's like it's good to familiarize yourself with the different perspectives because – I don't believe in just like closing ourselves off and being like ignorant or apathetic towards things because maybe eventually it will affect us as hijabis. But anyways, I think that was pretty much it. I think I covered most of them. If I didn't, it's because I pretty much tied it into another question. I want to thank everyone who sent over a question or a discussion or any type of communication for Yasmin and I to talk about the hijab. Uh, It was an interesting conversation. Um, I hope that we didn't say anything that offended anyone it was not our intention you know um we're just two girls we're just trying to spark conversations and you know talk about things that matter to us muslim women because if we don't talk about them then who is going to you know or who's going to give us the platform anyway to to talk about it so thank you so much yasmin for joining me we're going to start on her yeah we're going to start right now and um on her episode so if you're interested in listening to that you can head over to she speaks diversity on soundcloud and on the blog and you can listen to us talking about women empowerment and spotify as well yeah awesome lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.